You're listening to the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities Podcast. In this short edition of the podcast, we'll look at audio dramas telling stories from history. We'll talk to their creators about the attractions and difficulties in turning historical fiction into radio or podcast drama. We'll also look at some upcoming content from Alternative Stories, including an audio drama and the next in our series about the creation of audio drama, which will be all about voice acting. We'll provide links to the productions we talk about at the end of the podcast and in our show notes for this edition. L'Histoire Audio is a production company set up by writer and dramatist Jill Korn in Glasgow. So far, she has produced two audio dramas, Collaboration and Confessional. Here's Jill talking about the process of creating audio drama and the way in which her company works. The attraction in writing audio drama has grown out of my fascination with deception. How a studio can become a spaceship, a Parisian brothel, or a medieval prison cell in the mind of the listener. This aspect, I have to say, is not my skill. I work with a soundscape designer called Alex Bennett, and I set him all kinds of challenging sounds to reproduce when I write the scripts. Another plus is that audio drama lasts. A while back, I helped to found a pop-up theatre company in Glasgow. We performed in basements and coffee shops. We dragged our props in from our car boots and changed in tiny, smelly toilets. I loved it. But live theatre is ephemeral. It's gone forever once you've packed up on your last night. I like audio drama and history and most things French, so I decided to write plays based on characters from French history. I called my series L'Histoire, which can mean either history or story in French. Confessional is the second in the series. It concerns the medieval superhero Gilles de Ray, whose ruined castle at Tifauge is a big tourist attraction known as Bluebeard's Castle. In the 15th century, Gilles was a captain serving with Joan of Arc, and he helped to retake large areas of French territory from the English. He was later condemned as a serial killer and a witch, and was burned at the stake as Joan had been. His trial in 1440 was written down at the time, you can read it today, and I felt there was a mystery at the heart of the story that would make for good drama. There was also a contemporary question there about how people with wealth and status are given licence to commit crimes while others turn a blind eye. It's tiny, like a boy's. How long have you been wearing it? Since March. Six weeks. <laughs> and me and Dunois, all those commanders in the Dauphin's army, how long do you think we've been wearing armour? I don't know what you mean, Gil. Yes, you do. That was a foolish foray you made, Joan. I was watching you from up here. And you saw me ride out to tell the English usurpers to leave France... What of it? It's what God has called me to do. Backed by the untrained militia from Orléans itself. They've been under siege for seven months, Joe. In that clip, you heard David Sillers as Gilles de Ray and Rachel McPherson Graham as Joan of Arc. 
My plays are a mixture of fact, at least it's factual as far as we know, and fiction, where the writer is free to speculate in the gaps left by the history books. And luckily for me, there's no shortage of stories to write. Lottie's Diary is a podcast based on the diary entries of Lottie Fisher, a woman from London in the early 1930s. It details her travels and interactions with society at the time. The creator of the podcast is Chris Knighton, and the voice of Lottie is Debbie Christophers. Thanks to Alternative Stories for the uh, opportunity to talk about Lottie's diary. I mean, first and foremost, uh, the most obvious thing to say about the diary is that I'm, I'm not Lottie. I'm never going to pass for a 23-year-old woman from 1930, and neither would I want to try. I'm a, a 50-year-old man living in Madrid. So, But uh, her experiences aren't autobiography for me or, or for Debbie, my wife, who, who is the voice of Lottie and co-produces the podcast. The other fundamental thing about the podcast is that the basic premise that these are entries from a diary that I found years ago in a jumble sale. Well, you know, that's true. So it's a light fictionalization, maybe like found art, you know, putting a frame around a found object or hanging it on a gallery wall. And that means it meanders in a way I rather like. Uh, for example, it's clear that in the middle of May, Lottie is feeling a bit depressed. And so she doesn't write anything in her diary for three days, I think. And that's interesting uh, and natural, but perhaps not something you would get in a wholly fictional piece. And it's a real opportunity to have this historical document in our hands, to use it as a, 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 as a basis, a starting point for, for the podcast. Tuesday, 4th of February, 1930. Got up, had breakfast and wrote home into Poppy. We landed at Port Elizabeth at about 11.30am. Went ashore with the pals and mother and do, of course. First, we took a car up to the snake park and saw snakes. They were horrible. Then we went on in the car to Humewood, the famous bathing place. A beautiful place with a marvellous front. Had lunch at a rather nice hotel there, and then left the others and rushed the front with my bathing things to see if I could find Martin and the others, but didn't see anything of them, so I didn't bathe. We got back to the boat in time for tea. It was terribly rough coming back in the launch. After dinner, we played sardines, but it didn't go off very well. Then we fished from the gangway. Martin and I stayed up late together and the doctor kept prancing by, tactless man. Wednesday, 5th of February, 1940. Started with the curse, thank goodness. So I didn't go ashore with the others but stayed in bed. So Lottie doesn't always have a story to tell, in the sense of a honed narrative, but she always reflects in an interesting way on a world we think we know, that interwar world of cocktails and cruise ships, and whether we've you know, experienced it through Poirot or Downton Abbey or P.G. Woodhouse or, or whoever. And the, the, the other thing, I suppose, that makes this hopefully interesting is because her terms of reference are so concrete. Uh, we can look at pictures online of the shops or cafes she visits and when later in the year she gets a job in the chorus line of a West End production, there is actually newsreel of her available on YouTube. You know, it shows her dancing with a group of other people. We don't know exactly which one she is, but you know, she is there as a sort of tangible historical personality. And that connection with um, historical documents 
ironically means it's easier for her to take on uh, an extended fictional life as well in her Twitter comments on events of the day or in, in future planned episodes of the podcast where we move away from the diary format for a bit. Um, but, but hopefully we will stay um, true to the spirit of this real historical woman. Monday, 24th of March, 1930. Washing day. Come down to earth with a rush. Took Tommy out with Pudge, and in the afternoon the four of us go up to town in the car. Do and I buy dresses at Peter Robinson's. I buy a sweet blue one, and do a navy satin. Have tea at Marshland Snellgrove, a gumpy one. Buy some shoes at Lillian Skinner, sweet ones. Pudge and I got out at Gilder's Green coming home, and I bought a new evening gown at Nadler's for six and a half guineas, darling. When I got home, I was told that Glenn had phoned and would again later, but he didn't. Did a few odd jobs, had a bath, went to bed. Tuesday, 25th of March, 1930. Do the bedrooms. Take Tom out after lunch and Poppy comes down and we sit and talk as usual. After tea, Peggy comes in to see me and I show her my shawl and things. She loves them and also my new room. After dinner, Poppy and I take Tom down to the park for his airing, dance and go to bed. That was Debbie Christopher's as Lottie from the podcast Lottie's Diary. If you'd like to listen to Lottie's Diary, you can visit www.anchor.fm slash Lottie Fisher. Jackie Jorgensen has appeared in a number of Alternative Stories productions, most notably our multi-part drama, Anglia. You'll hear her again in the forthcoming sequel to our well-received Christmas drama, The Out-of-Towners Club. Here she talks about her latest project, the podcast drama series, Tales from the Ether, and the first story from it, which is called The Witch of Rockwood Cove. We started our conversation by asking Jackie what attracted her to telling stories based on events from history. Hi, I'm Jackie Jorgensen, the creator of Tales from the Ether. I've always been really interested in history, and I think I really enjoy writing historical fiction because I like the confines and the guidelines that history provides, but I also really enjoy the extrapolation process and creating my own world from that. my first season, I encountered two major issues with creating historical fiction for audio. The first being accessibility to accurate sound effects. I don't have access to record horses, say, or muskets, should I need it, if I can't find it online. And um, I think... I have a worry that I'm going to put something in my script that I actually can't deliver on. A sound that cues up something else in the plot, and then I can't find it anywhere. That, I I can't say that happened to me in my first season, but that is something that I, that is in the back of my mind a lot. The other thing is research, research, research. I had two very different drafts of this first season, the one I produced and the one before that, and the feedback I got on that first version was that elements I had put into the script actually didn't reflect 
Puritan life and Puritan beliefs and behaviors. And that's a big issue because that can really pull an audience member out of your story and make them not want to listen to the rest of it. So I had actually done research, a lot of research, and I really knew that era, that story well, but I didn't research Puritans because I just made assumptions and I I thought I knew them well enough. Well, I didn't. And I, I highly recommend, even if you think you know something, take some time and research it, for sure. Kino is staying at the inn, so word has it. Why don't you stand up and tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, actually, uh, I'm a bit of a horticulturalist and agriculturalist. Speak up! I came from just east of here, and I noticed your blight while I was walking. I I want to help. I've treated it elsewhere, and I know it can create a nasty illness if consumed. If someone would be gracious enough to provide me with a square foot of field, I I would be happy to show you what I can do. And of course, I recommend avoiding all food with grain in the meantime. What about beer? Anything with grain. Silence! I know for a fact that won't leave us bone dry. Yeah, wine. Calm down, calm down. I was really attracted to writing The Witch of Rockwood Cove because I've always been really interested in the Salem Witch Trials and that history. But I also recently wrote a screenplay. It, It took place in modern times. There was no fantasy element, but... It was of a woman exploring her spirituality and witchcraft and um, just just mystic practices, if you will, or, or um, esoteric practices, if you will. And I wanted to sort of explore the other side of it, the, the fantastical side of it. And um, I, had, I, I got to put that research to work in a new way and explore a, a little moment in history that I've always found really interesting. The Witch of Rockwood Cove is part of your overall podcast, which is called Tales from the Ether. What can we expect from your podcast in the future? Tales from the Ether is an anthology audio drama. So in the future, each season will be a different contained story in three episodes. I don't have plans to return to Rockwood Cove and to Kina and her her journey, but I never say never, you know? I have um, five seasons planned, and I'm primarily focusing on uh, North American history and using the moral of the story to draw it into current times with current issues and stressors and struggles. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. It's her. I'm sure of it. Forgive me. I must check on my children. Go. Everyone grab a pail. We can still save most of our homes if we're fast enough. Gina, come out and face us. No more of these little tricks. Everyone start here quickly. My home is engulfed. It's me. You can't be here. (laughs) Neither can you. 
Listeners can check out Tales from the Ether on all major podcasting platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. But if you listen to podcasts on something else, you can actually check out anchor.fm, that's F as in Frank, M as in Mary, slash Tales from the Ether. And Ether is spelt A-E-T-H-E-R. That way on the Anchor um, website... There's links to a bunch of different podcasting platforms, so if you listen elsewhere, you can check it out there. We're in the process of recording and producing a series of new audio dramas for alternative stories and fake realities. The first of these is called Selkie and is written by Belgian author and folklore specialist, Signa Mana. Here's a short teaser. Selkie, an audio drama from the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. Give me back my skin. I don't think that it's a skin. It's just a coat, isn't it? I'm not asking you. I'm begging you, please, give me back my skin. Why was it lying there so carelessly if it's so important for you? How would you feel if I took your skin? If I stole your whole being, the very reason for your existence, your whole identity? You can only take the skin off a dead person. You're alive. My heart only continues to beat because it doesn't have another choice. But my will to live is gone without my skin. How many glasses of whiskey did he have? He had proof. Those beasts had left bite marks in the wood and the mast of his boat was broken in two. The parson said he was lucky to be alive. He's buying him a new boat now. You're telling me that old Neil is getting a new boat because of some tale that he told? (laughs) I always took him for a fool. Get out of the way. You're blocking the door. I will not be responsible for the death of my own son. I'm going to the parson. You're not going to betray your own flesh and blood. There are creatures out there who claim the cliffs, the beach and the sea when the leaves start to fall from the trees and they remain there until the first drops of snow. I will betray you to save you from them. You're my boy, my son. And I don't understand how you can even eat this mushy, grilly stuff. Well, obviously it's inedible, but that's only because you're doing it all wrong. What do you eat? Squid. Crayfish. Octopus. Krill. Salmon. Woodlice. Herring. (laughs) I always thought that witches had frogs and toads. Can't you get any of those? Oh, but Andrew, Andrew, your witch wants some raw herring. Stop calling my wife a witch. I can't call her a seal. I can't call her a witch and she won't tell me her name. What am I supposed to call her? Like I've told you a hundred times before, her name is Aileen.
you heard the voices of Sophie McNair, Louis Watson, and Simone Lowe with music by John Spires. Please listen out for our next special edition podcast, which will be all about voice acting. We'll feature actors from alternative stories and other podcasts alongside stage and screen actors. We'll provide tips and advice for those looking to get started in voice acting and advice on improving, getting more work, and diversifying for those already involved. Please subscribe to our podcast to listen to all past and future content and follow us on social media to hear about upcoming productions. If you'd like to find out more about Listwa Audio, please go to www.jillcorn.com. If you'd like to listen to Lottie's Diary, you can visit www.anchor.fm slash Lottie-Fisher. And to listen to The Witch of Rockwood Cove, go to www.anchor.fm slash Tales from the Ether. All one word. Your presenter today has been me, Kelly Winkler. <laughs>